702. WhatsApp us now on 072-702-1702. 20 minutes to go before we get to 11 o'clock. Mr. Stuart Taylor, good evening and thank you for joining us, man. Thank you very much for having me. How are you doing? I'm great. I'm great. I, I mean, I'm I'm really in the presence of greatness. I mean, I've only ever seen you on TV <laughs> and I've always thought that this is someone I'd love to interview one day. Well, here we go. It's It's good to chat to you. Great stuff. I don't know if you remember this joke. I'm sure you do, or or, or bit mm-hmm. that you did uh, around. You know how we grew up with rats, and how our children are growing up with squirrels. With squirrels. With squirrels, and we make sure that they don't call yes. us daddy. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Making sure that they rah 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 pay all that school fees so that they get the rah rah rah. <laughs> exactly, because we <laughs> we don't want them to flop in the in the in the job interview. Yes, yes, yes. That's how you get a tender. How's <laughs> <laughs> things at your end, mate? Especially with uh, COVID nineteen, and of course uh, the fact that we know that unfortunately, I mean, we know that certain areas and spaces are opening up a little more. That the mm. end or the beginning of the end is in sight. Um, but yes. I mean, for for quite some time, Stuart, people like yourself could not be out and about. Uh, performing for no. audiences and people buying tickets to go sit down and watch you and, and, and listen to, you know, your, your insights on the world. No, I mean, listen, I, I won't lie to you. When I, when I started uh, the, the whole sort of incubation period um, and the president said, listen, we've got 21 days of a lockdown. I very much thought that that was what it was going to be, eh? 21 days, I've got enough alcohol in my house. <laughs> um, kids are home. Everyone is safe. Um, and, you know, we'll, we'll come out of this after, after 21 days. It'll be lovely, you know, to be business mm. as usual. I really did think that that was the case. And so for the first two weeks, I, I really treated it as, as you know, hey, it's a little bit detox, man. I can wake up in the morning. I can, I can exercise. I can do whatever I want. And, and I wasn't thinking about doing anything online. Mm. That was not the plan at all. But gradually, as the sort of weeks went by, I started realizing, listen, this is actually a bit of a long-term situation. I mean, theaters and comedians, we are going to be the last to go back. I still have, funny enough, I had dates planned for Artscape for, for part of a big national tour. And they were supposed to run in, uh, in, in March. And uh, those dates were postponed to December. And even now I'm thinking, I don't know that the, the, the theaters are going to be open by December. So it's, it's a very, very interesting thing. It's, it's, it's meant that from a performer, from a producer, from a, a sort of entrepreneur perspective, I'd have to, I've had to rethink my career. And it's, but it's been exciting. It's been exciting. I mean, we, we kicked off a, a new company called Web Shows, where we're basically doing shows online now. Mm-hmm. Uh, myself, Conrad Koch, have partnered with, with a, a good friend of us, a technician dude. And that's what we've been doing. We're doing shows from our homes. You come, you spend an hour in my home, and I do a show. Last night, I did a show in my kitchen about, about being a husband. So, so it's, 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 a, it's a new world. I mean, it's for, for us, we're creating, we're creating content for, for, for companies, and companies are going, oh, cool, we can motivate our staff with a, with a comedy show. So let's, let's talk to these web shows, guys. So it's, it really has been, we've had to put on our producer hats. We've had to put on our technician hats. We've had to upskill ourselves and, and, and learn to work in a new framework. So it's been, it's been very, very exciting. I mean, it's, it's been scary, but it's, but it's also been extremely exciting. 
I mean, it sounds absolutely fascinating what you're saying there. And it's, uh, as you said, it's, it's scary yet uh, exciting because now you have new opportunities coming up, uh, spaces that you haven't looked at previously. Let's talk mm. a little bit about, and, and I like this idea of you in your kitchen busy chatting to husbands, but obviously <laughs> through a comedic um, space. Stuart, and I don't want to make this conversation heavy. I mean, ultimately, but I'm also not going to be that yeah. guy that's going to say, hey, man, say something funny. You know, for my audience, it, it, you know, so I'm going to try to sort of be somewhere in the middle. But um, where I'm, what I'm getting at is, we today was Father's Day, um, but this yeah. week has been preceded with horrific incidents of gender-based violence. The week before that, as well, uh, being reported in the news. Uh, being mm-hmm. a husband, being a man in 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 the 21st century is is definitely there. There, there needs to be a different tone to it. There needs to be a different. Uh, view of what it means to be a man. How do you then look mm. at all of that and incorporate it then in turn into your comedy, being yourself, being a father, um, you know, occupying that particular space? How do you take all of that and then sit down with a group of people and say, listen, guys, this is what my thoughts are? Well, I think for me specifically, my comedy has always lived in a space where it's kind of been a dipstick into what the world is feeling. It's, I mean, I've always kind of prided myself in being able to, um, to, to interrogate the human condition. That's, that's very much the space that, that my comedy plays in, in terms of the every man, the every husband, the every father. This is what we, this is what we go through, this is what we feel. And we really are faced with, 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 with all sorts of um, issues in our society that I have to reflect on. I have to reflect on. It's, 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 it's impossible for me to not do so. And especially as, as a man who's a, a, a dad to two little boys, you know what I mean? So for me, the big thing becomes, how do I raise these guys so that they become responsible uh, young men, so that they become respectful young men, et cetera, et cetera. So... So for me, it, it, it is very much in the writing process where I start to think about those things. I mean, I was talking about big, a big part of the Learner Husband show yesterday was around empathy, which is possibly my absolute worst trait. I mean, I really struggle with this, with this idea of just, just listening and absorbing what someone is saying to you and then getting a sense of, of how the situation makes them feel. Um, gaslighting, I guess, is, is, the, is, the, is the popular phrase. Not gaslighting, not um, taking for granted someone else's feelings. So, so this has been, a, I, mean, I mean, for me, it's, it's just been a, a, a big time to reflect and go, geez, is this something I've been doing? And it's a hard pull to swallow when you realize, yeah, you, we've pretty much been gaslighting women for the past however many years because we start, you, you know, it's, it's, it's funny. It's funny in that as a person of color, I can kind of, you can point out racism very mm. easily. I did a whole show about racism. I did a show called Bespoke. It was probably the worst supported show ever because <laughs> it was speaking truth to power. It was, it was all about, it was all about privilege and moving into an affluent neighborhood and, and then pointing out how, what the shortcomings are. <laughs> the, the BMs, uh, the BMs that get reported on WhatsApp groups on, on a persistent yeah, basis. Exactly, exactly. <laughs> those, those, those situations and then how hard you've got to work to get the kids into the right schools. Mm. So, so those, it's easy for me to, 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 to look at those situations and experience and feel those situations. And then to speak to my white friends and go, guys, don't, don't gaslight my feelings. Don't, 
don't just go, oh, yeah, but all lives. Don't just go, yeah, but you being hypersensitive or whatever. Because by doing that, you are you negating. Don't say to me, I don't see color. Because I need you to see color. I need you to see my color. Because if you can see my color, you can see the issues that I face. You mm, can see mm. the fact that, that, that my kids are not greeted when they walk on the promenade. Like, that's a weird thing. You will just look past someone. Mm. You know, that's, that's such an such a interesting thing about living in Cape Town. I have a friend, Takunda, who just moved to Cape Town. And he says his kids, they live in Bully Point. And he says his kids find, are finding it so difficult to adjust because they do, all they do is they greet. This is, they, they've been socialized to greet. You just greet everyone. And he says when you walk in the morning on Bully Point, no matter who you greet, people just look past you. And it said, like, well, what does Saubona mean? It means I see you. Mm, mm. And it's, it's you, when, when, as a person of color, when you walk in many, many places in, in Cape Town, you go, I'm not feeling like you are seeing me. Mm, so, mm. so I feel that. I see that as a person of color. Then you go, now can I take that same lens and place it and look at it from a gender perspective? And then that becomes like a difficult thing because you go literally... Everything I say to white males, white females can say to me on all because of gender. Do you know what I mean? Mm. So that's the that 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 becomes a, a part where you go, man, I've got to I've got to actually really introspect when it comes to this, and it's it's amazing. I think comedians do have the potential to to lend a voice, a very very powerful voice, and they have the potential to call out things, and and people are. Like when we speak, because we're not speaking from a position of, of, of sort of preaching, people are more open to listen often. So, so yeah, I think, I think we do have a responsibility. And, uh, and, and for me, this time is, is a very introspective time. It's just time to go, okay, cool. This is the situation. This is what women are feeling. And this is what they want. Mm-hmm. What is it that they want from us? If, if, if the one thing they want is empathy, then let me learn how to do empathy. Like, let me, let me learn what is the nuts and bolts of empathy. And so that's, that's, kind of, that's kind of my part at the moment. I mean, that's absolutely stunning, Stuart, what, what you had to say there. But, you know, there's this, um, I, I watched, very interestingly, I watched an interview today with uh, Trevor Noah that he did a while back, uh, you know, on YouTube. Mm-hmm. And, uh, but he made, a, he made a very interesting observation. It's something that John Stewart told him when he took over the, the Daily Show. And he said that, you know, you need to go on until such time, you know, whilst you're still young and, and you see the funny in the world, it's great to be yeah. able to... to see the humor in the world and obviously that's what you're able to do but unfortunately it seems that at some point or the other all of us start getting um, a little angry and bitter you know with all the nonsense that you're covering and seeing on a (laughs) day-to-day basis and as a comedian that's what you deal with as as a talk show host that's what I'm dealing with because guess what I'm not sitting here and talking about rose gardens and butterflies and you know, yeah, um, no, no, no. It's 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 a tough, it's a, it's a tough, tough situation because at, well, at the end of the day, my I mean, as much as you say, listen, I, I I've got to scrutinize the issues. At mm. the end of the day, people are paying me money so that they can laugh, and that's that's a very very uh, a real situation where you go, well, people are looking for escapism. Mm. Part of my not part, the biggest part of my job is to in fact go for the joke. To always go for the laugh. There was another one of those um, 
it wasn't the Daily Show. It was another sort of similar similar uh, uh, talk show where, where where politics is often discussed. Mm. Where they were talking about about. In fact, I think it could have been an interview with John Stewart where he was talking about. No, no, no. It was it was um, John Oliver. Yes, yes, one of my favorites as well. Yeah, a brilliant, brilliant person, and and, and you know he just he, he's got the ability to uh, to make you look at the world in a different space. Oh, completely. And he goes, but my job first and foremost is to make you laugh. If I can make you think, that's that's the cherry on top. But the actual cake is to make you laugh. And I go, I don't know that you. Uh, I, I think you've got a lot of cherries on your cake, buddy. <laughs> but it feels like it feels like it's weighted in the other direction, and not in a bad way. I mean, you look at someone like Chappelle, where you go. Jesus, is this a, are you a philosopher? Are you a comedian? I love listening to you. You're an amazing racket. Mm. I'm not necessarily going to laugh out loud every 30 seconds, but as I'm gonna comedians, think. I suppose, exactly. Mm. But I do, I do think the, 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 you've always, you've got to kind of weight the scales always towards the comedy because that's really what people are coming to watch. And that, that, is, the, that is the balancing act. I mean, I just absolutely love, uh, you know, what, what you have to say there and, you know, some of your thoughts around that. I mean, let, let's talk a bit about, you know, uh, up and coming stuff, especially within this new normal that we are talking about. Mm. You spoke a little bit about uh, corporate clients, but of course you have ordinary folk like myself. They don't have corporate client money, but we'd still <laughs> like to see uh, the likes of uh, Stuart Taylor and everyone else who's entertaining us. Where can we get a hold of you? What are some of the stuff that we, we, we can look forward to? Is there a YouTube channel? Is there other things that we can access uh, to to have you help us laugh and think a little bit? <laughs> laugh a little bit. Well, listen. The one thing, uh, the one thing I've been threatening to do, and in fact, my sort of partner, my business partner, at Grant, um, as he's like, Stu, you're doing it this week. <laughs> is is I want to do a sort of a, just just a weekly a weekly bit of a chat with someone someone interesting and play a bit of games and, and, and do a bit of laughter. And we'll probably do that as a live stream on YouTube or on, on, on Facebook or split it between the two. But that's, I mean, that's, that's, that's a fun little project. My big, my big uh, baby we, we sort of really developing is, as I said, web shows. Webshows.co.za is the website. And, and it's, a, it's a platform where comedians can be at home and do a live stream show which is gated and people can buy tickets for it. I've done two so far. Condit Koch has done one. Uh, we've had a singer do one. Uh, we're going to do a couple more leading up. In fact, next week, Saturday, we're doing a massive fundraiser on the platform called the Stars of Magic. And it's hosted by myself, Condit Koch and Riyad Musa, all of us being graduates from the College of Magic. And we've got magicians from around the world who are going to be tuning into the show. So that's on Saturday night at 8 o'clock, a brilliant magic show hosted by three comedians. By the way, uh, I didn't know that about you. I mean, now that you're mentioning, sorry for, for interrupting yeah. there, you know, during the, in the middle of the punt. For goodness sake, I should know better than that. But um, uh, magician, dude, I've, I've never seen any of your magic acts. Oh no! There you go. You see, in in, in Lerner, I've been last night. I I brought back the magic, and in fact, that is the beauty of this of this new platform. Because I'm sitting so close to a camera, I realise there's so much I can do. And this has been the big change in terms of in terms of performance style in this new space. Last night, I was I had screenshots off of my Facebook account where I I was sort of doing a dipstick test amongst amongst wives. I was going, what is it that annoys you about your husband? And the women had the funniest comments. And I can bring these up. 
I can't do that at a comedy club. I can't show you my phone at a comedy club. Whereas over here, in this medium, I can bring it up right next to me and say, hey, look at this woman over here who said this. Oh, in fact, here's my wife commenting right here. Or alternatively, <laughs> I can go back to my magic roots. I was doing card tricks because you can't do a card trick in a, in, in a comedy club. Well, you can, but... You know, you can do something really close up. So yeah. I've, I've really been spending a lot of time. I mean, I've always had a love affair with magic. It's just how, what got me into the entertainment industry. So I've, I've kind of gone back to those magic roots and I've been doing them in these live performances. So yeah, that's, that's been part of the very exciting sort of uh, evolution of, of, of performing on, online. No, that's absolutely stunning. I mean, for me, and obviously, uh, not everyone is listening to us right now, or you know, people might be listening to us, but they caught one or two of those things. Of course, there's social media. I'm, I'm pretty sure you'll agree with me. That's where people can find out a little more. Just direct us in the right direction. Where do we go in terms of social media for um, you know the various uh, bits and pieces that we can enjoy of Stuart Taylor? Always uh, Instagram is, I think, where the, where the first one goes out. Uh, so there's Stuart Taylor, you'll find me. Or you can go to Stuart Taylor Comedian on Facebook. Um, and I think I'm there, Stuart Taylor, on Twitter as well. I tend to put everything out on, on all the social medias. So, so yeah, come and find me on, on, on there, Stuart Taylor, on Instagram. And I'm sure that's where you'll find all of the details of where I'm performing. So finally, it is uh, Father's Day. That's where we started our conversation. Any messages, mm-hmm. any special messages for the daddies out there? Oh, wait, wait, sorry. I take that back. For the dads out for there the, with the squirrels the dads, running. Dads, yes. Dads. <laughs> to the dads who teach their kids to say dad and not daddy. <laughs> <laughs> daddy. <laughs> no, you know what? A shout out to all the guys who step up. That's, that's it. We need a lot more of our male compatriots to step up. Hey, indeed. Oh, I love this idea, this idea that by us as men who just do the bare minimum, we are often praised. We are often praised because all we need to do is the bare minimum to be seen as great fathers. And that's a terrible indictment. Like, we should be aiming to be great fathers and then be celebrated for being great fathers as opposed to just because there are so many terrible fathers out there you just do the bare minimum and they go wow you're amazing you called your kid on their birthday wow you deserve a Nobel Peace Prize hey dude no. tell me about it guys let's step up let's hold each other accountable and let's uh, let's try and teach this new generation what it means to be compassionate and and, and you know people with empathy, young people with empathy. I actually forgot, Stuart, in your part of the world, there's another one that they, uh, for, let's forget Derry. Uh, there's also Dara. You forgot about Dara yeah, in your part yeah, yeah. of the world. <laughs> <laughs> Listen, mate, it was absolutely stunning chatting to you and really, um, I, I like talking to thoughtful c- uh, comedians, you know, people who help us think life through because ultimately that's what the comedy does, right? It's a reflection. It's a mirror reflection of your life. The events exactly. of your life, the ongoings, the, or the goings-on in your life. Um, but also, despite the fact that you have a bit of a chuckle or even an LOL, the fact of the matter is it, it does make you go, hmm, I need to think about that. And that, for me, is absolutely stunningly important. Well, cheers, man. Listen, we, we, we're working on it. And as I say, this, this whole online thing, is, it's, it's challenging for us, but we're getting there. And I think it's, it's also, we in fact get to engage with, a, with, with our audiences on a, on, a, on a deeper level sometimes in, mm, this, mm. in this online. Because it's space. more intimate, isn't it? It's, it's almost Absolutely. like... Absolutely. We've, we've got in our platform, you know, people can make comments on the side. My wife mm. was pointing out that she's never spoken to a performer while they're on stage. 
she's not a heckler. She's not someone who would talk mm. with Now there's, there's this anonymity. You're sitting behind your keyboard and you're going, hey, man, what's in your mug? <laughs> you know, Pateka, what, what are you drinking out of your mug? And I'm going, no, it's just water, guys. Don't, don't, don't worry about it. <laughs> Stuart, mate, but, but unfortunately, saying, because of news, I'll have to end it there. But really, oh. it was absolutely stunning. And as I said, I mean this. I'm not just saying it for Radio Fluff. I am a fan. All the best to you, mate. Cheers, buddy. Cheers, buddy. Shop shop. That was uh, Stuart Taylor, award-winning stand-up comedian.